Dancy Lagarde fans, you will be thrilled to know a book is coming out if you fund it. Via Unbound, we are publishing The Dancy Lagarde Reader by Alice Fraser and Dancy Lagarde, a glorious insight into the world of Dancy Lagarde, self-published romance maven and online bestseller. If you would like to find out how to support it, go to thebuglepodcast.com. If we get enough support, we will publish the book. That's a real thing that's going to happen. Thebuglepodcast.com to support The Dancy Lagarde Reader. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today's episode marks the 7th of July of the year 2020, aka exactly some months after my birthday, which is the 7th of January. On this date in history, in 1456, a retrial verdict acquitted Joan of Arc of heresy 25 years after her death, showing that the long arm of the law is where the law keeps its watch, and that's why the law is often extremely late. In 1668, on this date, Isaac Newton received an MA from Trinity College, Cambridge, promptly dropping the scroll on his foot to zero epiphanies, proving that we all miss chances sometimes. And in 1753, on this date, British Parliament granted Jews citizenship for the first time. Your guest today is disgraced yoga instructress, currently out on probation after her recent prison release resulted in the immediate formation of six sex cults. Charlie George, welcome back to the show. Yes, yes, it's great to be back. Sorry, uh, I was just getting some of my harem, um, some some breakfast muffins, but it's really great to see you. Well, it's lovely to see you too. Coming up today, we'll be talking all the latest in Crap Towns news. But first, some headlines of stories we won't have time for. And in the news today, the sinister octopus tribespeople of New New Zealand have put in a bid to buy Sheffield United from the Saudi Arabian government. While some football pundits object to a secretive and potentially dangerous nation-state owning a football team, others suggest that Saudi Arabia isn't that scary. Lol. Meanwhile, in America, Joe Biden is accused of negative campaigning after an attack ad has gone viral that claims his sole competition for the Democratic nomination, Bob the Sentient Trash Island, is not actually an American citizen. Formed offshore from majority American trash and initially intended as a floating libertarian paradise for billionaires fleeing the entirely predictable consequences of their actions, Bob the Sentient Trash Island's ascension to sentience via an untested nanobot release has been the biggest story in politics this year. Despite having not only passed the Turing test, but also refining and creating a new, better Turing test while doing the Turing test, Biden has suggested that Bob the Sentient Trash Island cannot count as a citizen because he's a sentient trash island. The case will go to court in the next six weeks. 
Meanwhile, accusations of sexual harassment in the comedy, wrestling, online streaming and other industries have begun to circulate again, prompted by the fact that there are a lot of creeps and people with power always want to mash their junk on someone less powerful. Another way to get your junk mashed is to be a decent human being, but despite being way less likely to end you up in court, this has a marginally lower hit rate. So we'll have to wait until the fear of being outed as an abuser outweighs the fear of not getting to jizz on a stranger. That's all the time we have for the headlines we don't have time for, because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now, because you can't be what you can't buy. Here's a DIY tip for home entertainment if you can't trust terrestrial TV not to put you in a fugue state that ends up with your credit card maxed out and no memories of anything except a vague flavour of fish in your mouth. If you want endless entertainment in your own garden, simply put an empty bowl on a spare plinth. There should be a few plinths floating around once the statues of slavers are taken off them. And fill the bowl with about half a glass of water. That's just enough to make a bird bath for the gods. You get clean birds, hours of entertainment and an actual use for all those spare plinths. This DIY tip brought to you by DIY Tap and half a glass of water. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. And that's your ad section for today. The last post. Now it's time for your top story. Your top story today, Crap Towns news. Charlie George, you know all about Crap Towns. Tell us what's happening in the world of Crap Towns right now. Well, there's some great news about towns being newly twinned with other towns. Twinned towns, it's like an appropriate way for two like-minded settlements to promote unity and shared experience across the globe. (laughs) But dig a little deeper and the practicality of Brethren cities is weird and wonderful. World of arbitrary ties and local government banter. So um, I've been looking up some things about twinned towns and with thanks to a company called Voucher Box, which sounds, yeah, I guess it's just a box of vouchers, um, who felt the need to compile some information on the most peculiar pairings and I've pulled out some of my favourites. Yeah, that was um, a recent, that was a quite so, a popular company, wasn't it? But they had to rename themselves because twinned towners for some reason became deeply unpopular in about 2001. Yeah, well, Twin Towners actually had a football club, Twin Towners FC, but they could never agree and their whole team would often split and run in different directions and (laughs) rename each other. It was very... It wasn't a very enjoyable match to watch. So some of my favourites, I've picked my top five. Coming in at number one, we have Dull, Boring and Bland. The three unfortunately named towns, (laughs) Dull is in Scotland, which, you know, I've been to Scotland, I didn't... Uh, it's a bit dull, I guess. Uh, I suppose you just imagine crying into shortbread. Um, boring in the US state of Oregon. 
and bland in Australia. Mm. Mm. They've joined forces to make fun of each other and they've all twinned together in a little thruplet of tedium. <laughs> Ooh, this one's an exciting mix. It's Dresden and Coventry, a very unlikely pairing. Coventry has a number of twin cities, many linked through the UK's city experiences of wartime destruction. Coventry was bombed heavily during the Second World War by the Luftwaffe, while Dresden was all but destroyed by the Allies. So, uh, two places united by bombing. Uh, Coventry is also twinned with Warsaw and Volograd, once Stalingrad, two cities that suffered horrendously during the war. So, you know, suffering really brought those guys together. And then my final one is Swindon has been twinned with Walt Disney World uh, in in a competition. A competition entry. I guess you just put all of your uh, entries actually went into the voucher box and they were pulled at random by someone who was pretending to be the mayor. And uh, Swindon is actually my hometown. And yeah, what is it when it comes to mind when you think of a magical land full of happiness and laughter where dreams come true? Swindon. So it came in first. What's Swindon like? Well, I often tell people where I'm from well people ask me a lot where are you from and then they say no really and then I say Swindon and then they say Sweden and then I say no not Sweden that's cool I'm from Swindon um (laughs) but Swindon actually has a blog called Swindon is shit dot blog dot tumblr dot com and um there's a really great section here actually in some Swindon crap news Swindon has a chance to pull itself out of the mire of cultural inadequacy that it finds itself in (laughs) and proving to everyone that it's not just shit but as usual it is shit uh the council gave the uh the town the keys to an old bingo hall which they've called it Mecca. Apparently it's an acronym for Music, Entertainment, Cultural, Arena, (laughs) and not particularly racially sensitive. It opened with a boxing match and two club nights and then closed immediately. (laughs) It doesn't have a website and the council is no longer using it. So that's an insight into the cultural delights of Swindon there. I remember sitting on on a wall outside McDonald's drinking. So, you know, it is really a great place to be in some ways um <laughs> do you have any knowledge of swindon it's a it's a town in wiltshire i have no knowledge of swindon i do have knowledge of a a rumor that perpetuates uh, throughout australian politics that our current prime minister scott morrison once shat himself at a mcdonald's in engadine in 1997 <laughs> oh the mcdonald's connection well swindon actually derives its name from it was uh, in the doomsday book and uh, it derives its name from Swinetown, as in Pig Hill. Uh, so, yeah, a town that produces the types of pigs rolling down hills. That's what I like to imagine in Swindon. And there is actually an annual pig rolling down a hill contest. Um, you must attend sometime. I will try. I will do my very best. That's all the time we have for our top story today, because now it's time for your letters to the editor. Your letters to the editor now. Remember, you can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at thelastpost at somethingelse.com. Dear Alice and Alice doing a funny voice. Uh, That's you today, Charlie George. Okay. So the implication there is that I don't actually have guests, that I just do accents, which is a stupid implication because I'm very bad at accents. I can do a, a mean South African and that's about it. Anyway... I'm intrigued by this few seconds of silence that always follows the last advertisement and comes on just before you say, that's your ad section for today. What's it all about? Are you thinking, I can't believe I just read those out loud? Or do you want us to take a few seconds to reflect on the consequences of rampant capitalism? Or is it just a bit of silence added by a producer and I'm overthinking it? I'm genuinely curious. Good luck to you, Christopher. Gareth. Gareth. 
This is an insanely stupid question. I don't know why you would ask it to me. I don't produce the show. I don't listen to the show. I just do the show. So this second of silence could be entirely imaginary and made up by you. What I think is most likely is the fact that we are hosted by a a particular platform and that platform drops in ads that come in on an automated tag. And in order to make that automated tag, we need a second of silence. So it depends on what platform you choose to listen to the podcast as to whether you will hear that second of silence, whether it will be longer or whether it would be shorter. And I I cannot believe that you've wasted my time having to explain how podcasts work. Go f- yourself, Gareth. And thank you for writing in to the last post. Remember, you too can send a really f-ing stupid question in to the last post at somethingelse.com. That's all the time we have for today, and thank you for listening to The Last Post. We are here in your ears 366 days of this leap year, and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. Your guest today on the podcast was disgraced yoga instructor Charlie George. Charlie, have you got anything to plug? Well, considering I'm only a fiction of your imagination and I'm just your voice extended in uh, in an echo chamber, no, but you can follow me online at CG Does Comedy and at Charlie George Comedy on Instagram, Twitter and various other social media things that I um, uh, will not be using effectively. I highly recommend following Charlie George on all of those different platforms. The last post is a something else, Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at at alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. My special savage is now available on Amazon Prime, as is its sequel, The Resistance, which I recorded before I recorded Savage, Don't Ask, Time Works in Mysterious Ways. Or you can commit to the full Alice Fraser experience by signing up on patreon.com slash alicefraser for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. His adoring and bedazzled subordinate producers are Harriet Wells and Ped Hunter. As they and we always say, good luck to you, Christopher, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. (laughs) 